Welcome to Parenting Musically, supported by the Grammy Museum, a podcast where we explore ways to make music an important and meaningful part of our families' lives. I'm your host, Lisa Heisman-Copes. I'm a professor and researcher of music education at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio. I also teach early childhood music classes, and I am mother to four children, so I engage with ideas of parenting musically from multiple viewpoints. As a way to provide some extra context, we're interspersing many episodes between the main episodes of the podcast. In last week's episode, you heard my interview with Professor Kanitha Roberts, mother of up-and-coming country music star Raina Roberts, paired with Dr. Lisa Demore, psychologist and New York Times bestselling author. We heard about Kanitha and Raina's journey from Raina's premature arrival through the challenge of homelessness and PTSD to today with Raina's career taking off. Dr. Demore spoke about the incredible importance of meeting a child where she is and seeing the world through her eyes. In today's mini-episode, I dive deeper into the ideas of hopes and dreams for our kids with music that were a part of research for my book, Parenting Musically. For my book, I had the privilege of working with eight Cleveland-area families for a year. I followed them through birthdays, recitals, school programs, holidays. We had dinners, interviews, observations, with at least one visit per month for an entire year with each family. In one of those visits, I asked parents about their hopes and dreams they had for their children. One father commented that he thought hopes were more of what was current, applying to today, and dreams were the things that he thought about for the future. A lot of the parents said that the general hopes and dreams for their kids intersected with the musical. An example was one family whose hope was that their children would develop strong self-efficacy, Self-efficacy is a thought that refers to an individual's belief in their ability to learn and do things that may be challenging at first. So clearly, a really important thing for us to teach our kids. The parents in this case identified musical participation as a way to foster self-efficacy. And as I said in the episode with Kanitha and Lisa, another father focused on his hope that musical skills and experience would provide a means of creativity and self-expression for his children. For another family, music was primarily a means of identity exploration and expression, so there's a really wide range of hopes and dreams that a family might have. Before we talk about hopes and dreams, I want you to think about music for now and music for later. Imagine you are signing your child up for a caregiver child early childhood music class. Why are you doing that? Do you want to learn some activities that you could use at home? Do you want to have an experience with your child where someone else is in charge and you can interact with your child as a co-participant? Do you feel like as a parent that's something that you're supposed to do and that's why you're doing it? Do you have friends who are involved and so you want to hang out with them and this is a way to spend time with other people out of the house? Do you want your child to learn musical skills so they can be good at music down the road in middle school, high school, and beyond? Do you want your child to get scholarships for college and that's why you're doing the class? There's so many different motivations and I think it can be pretty important to pause and think about your motivation for participating in the class or in whatever activity. If your motivations for early childhood classes or lessons or going to concerts or anything, if it's all about what will happen later for your child, well then ask yourself, what happens if your child doesn't end up doing that thing later? Were the activities all a waste? You can probably guess my answer. No, they're not a waste. It's fine to have a long-term goal in mind, but we're missing out if we don't consider the power of musical experiences in the moment. And that goes for you as a parent or caregiver, as well as for the child. Having the opportunity to attend a class, go to a concert, have a dance party in the living room, sing along to a playlist on a road trip, all of these are important and valuable activities in the moment, 
regardless of where a child ends up. I think music can be both a means and an end when we're considering our hopes and dreams for our kids. For me, I hope my children will be able to express themselves musically, that they'll participate musically with others, and that they'll enjoy music both in practical and relational ways across their lifespan, both right now and in the years to come. So let's talk more about hopes and dreams. What are the hopes and dreams you have for your children in general? Maybe it's safety and security. Maybe loving relationships, families, for fulfilling work. You might dream of your children being confident and independent, or kind and community-oriented, or driven and accomplished, or all of the above. What about musically? What are your hopes and dreams for your child when it comes to music? Do you hope they'll be able to sing in tune? To dance? To play an instrument? Do you imagine them in a garage band? Picture a string quartet? singer-songwriter, member of a marching band? And where do these dreams intersect for you? How do your child's own inclinations and dreams play a part? Thinking about the podcast last week, Kanitha shared her story of young Raina already at a very young age, saying that she wanted to be a singer and to be famous. So Kanitha's dreams for Raina encompassed Raina's dreams, and Kanitha worked to make it happen, in part through moving to Los Angeles and seeking out connections that would help Raina develop her skills and that she would have the support people around her to achieve her dreams. Many of us have more humble musical dreams for our children. Maybe that they participate in school ensembles, or that they enjoy music, that they use music meaningfully in their lives. So think about the impact of talking with your child as they grow up, talking to them about their hopes and dreams in music, as well as the hopes and dreams you hold for them. As Dr. Lisa DeMore said in the episode, Cultivating capacity and conscientiousness is incredibly important to how our children's future flourishing in life plays out. And their hopes and dreams can be an arena where this cultivation occurs. One last thought for you about hopes and dreams. It's so important to share them with music teachers and music guides. The music teacher might assume that you're hoping your child will be a college music major when you sign up for lessons. But maybe your goal is for your child to have a relaxing and enjoyable activity that won't add stress to the family system. Those two goals could end up in tension with one another if you don't have a conversation. By having the conversation, you can help line things up and potentially avoid some friction down the road. And that could just look like when you're talking to potential teachers, saying up front, my child has a lot of stress in their school life And our goal for these lessons is to have them be very enjoyable and to develop skills that will help them to have something to do at home that relieves stress and is fun and that they can do with other people. We know that we're going to be practicing and we're developing those skills, but we want to make sure that you know that we're not expecting that they'll go to any competitions, that you won't put pressure on them and we won't put pressure on them. Who knows, later your young musician may become a college music major after all if they want to become one. But I think it's really important for parents to guide that goal setting and the intensity setting of the interactions as much as you can, because you're the one who knows your child the best and you're the one who sees the bigger picture. And as a music teacher myself, I want to know those things about my students so that I know where the family is coming from. With that, I thank you for joining me today for this mini episode of Parenting Musical.ly supported by the Grammy Museum, as well as an ACES Plus grant from Case Western Reserve University. I'd love to hear your thoughts about hopes and dreams for your children musically, as well as this idea of music for now and music for later. 
If you'd like to chat about those things, please feel free to post on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag Parenting Musical.ly, or you can comment on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and keep making music a meaningful part of your family's life. 